Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. 9.30 AM, the answer. Our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free. It's 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of today's show. Uh, all right, so let's see. It's a interesting day. Uh, it's not quite uh, mm-hmm. sunny. It's not quite. It's certainly cloudy. It's overcast. Well, it, it's not, uh, on the radio. They made it sound like it's not going to get any warmer today. This well, is the high. Well, that'd be good. Um, but what? It's about eighty-four, and and there would be only a thirty percent chance of rain. And of course, we just had a little drizzle here. Yeah, we just that was kind of neat. It just kind of kicked the dust up. Is that what you call it? A, or not enough to even kick the dust up? Trace. Call them a, tra- a, tra- a trace. Trace rain. Okay. Uh, but uh, give us a call at 210-308-8867 or come by and visit us, and you can ask your gardening question in person. You had a question uh, before the show started. Calvin, what were you all talking about? Well, help me. Remind me. The uh, gentleman that was up talking to you. Oh, oh yeah. He was talking about uh, replacing his old tomatoes. Oh, okay, and, that's right. Yeah, and he he had, a, as, as we've heard from most of the gardeners, he had a great tomato crop this year, I mean, did, this fall, did, this did spring. He, did he say what variety? You know, I didn't quiz him. I just took it for granted that it was uh, the uh, rodeo tomato and the old and uh, tycoon in those because he, he says he follows our recommendations every day. Okay. And then... And he had a little, he'd already found some new tomato plants. Oh. And he was wondering, uh, he, should he? could he go ahead and plant those or should he toss them or what? I said, well, just go ahead and, well, you can hold them a while or you can uh, go ahead and plant them. But we wanted, wanted him to make sure he didn't, uh, if he had spider mites or anything on his old plants, that he didn't get them, the new ones infected. He didn't seem to have a problem. He also made me real jealous. He, uh. That the birds hadn't, uh, hadn't bothered him. Huh? Hadn't bothered him much at all. That's funny how they some some areas, then he some says, years they'll eat says, everything you got. Yeah, he he says, well, we we feed them so well. That's probably why they're not in the tomatoes. And I kind of thought, I feed them. Uh. <laughs> I I feed them and then uh, quit feeding them and they they go go down and feast on the tomatoes. When it comes their turn, but uh, yeah, you're right, Jerry. I think it's uh, every other year. Now the purple martins, uh, lots of action uh, because of the the young are leaving the nest, and they're you know, they, they, there's always some loose single martins that cause kind of 
are ornery to the new to the young martins and so there's all, all this noise and squabbling and everything but there uh, I noticed too that there was a kind of an assembly point in my neighborhood a little ways when I was walking the dogs this morning a little ways down the street so people can expect their martins to get to uh, be young to leave the nest they'll visit spend a few days with their parents and then go back every night but then within a few days or a week they'll be getting in these assembly groups prior to going down to South America yeah but I don't want people to get discouraged because the sparrows are not leaving well and unfortunately I, <laughs> I, they don't know, go to South America my, yeah my inclination is to lower the Martin House is pretty quick, but uh, Bill Schumann and Kyle. What's Kyle's last name over there at Birds Unlimited? I'm trying to remember. Okay, those those guys have convinced me that that you uh, want to leave your houses up for a month or so because there's a lot of those young unattached martins that I talked about and the young of the, the new young. Uh, some of them will be passing through and and they'll be looking for. Place to rest. Well, place to rest now, but also a place to uh, consider come back next year. Yeah, and it uh, seems to be a. Is that have you experienced that too, Trace? Or you've heard I, that? I've heard that. Yeah. So you you don't want to move. You don't want to put them down too fast. Yeah. And, and in fact, I last year I put mine back up uh, because I because the. Martins came in and there they were looking at these houses yeah. that were, were at eight feet instead of fourteen feet. Yeah. Well, I, don't I, worry if they don't come back, Kevin. The sparrows. Will take yeah. Them. I. Uh, that's one of the reasons I like to lower the nests, uh, <laughs> the boxes, so I don't have an excessive amount of English sparrow nests. There. Well, Trace is on the porch. You may have heard when talking to us and uh, we'll find out what's happening here at mill burgers including did you get to put in orders today for new stuff yes can we talk about them one of them or is it gonna be a surprise no no it's uh, it's not a surprise okay <laughs> what you want to talk about I'm gonna have tomato plants this week oh wow not yet but this, okay. this week this week that way they're here for july 4th okay which is a saturday right uh, sounds right yeah right. yeah and we'll be open. Yes, yeah. we will. And uh, the weather forecast is saying that the temperatures are going to be 99, and uh, it feels like 105 temperatures. I'm okay with that. <laughs> and those tomatoes that uh, you've ordered in here have been out in the sun the whole time, so they won't get a shock when you if you and, put them straight into the garden and i'm doing just like i did last fall i'm not doing the little six packs good we're just doing quart size oh, good. and uh, one gallon really and one gallon yeah. already yeah which varieties are can you say um i remember red snapper i remember tycoon oh, i remember celebrity and that's as good as my memory is there was like four or five varieties in quartz yeah. and four or five varieties. 88, 49. Yeah, actually there was uh, yeah, HM. uh, the uh, the Dwarf Cherry Surprise, I remember, was on there. Oh, good. Oh, good. And I said, oh, my God, how expensive they were. 
Oh, really? <laughs> that's, that's why I remember. Oh, wow. They were expensive? Yeah. Huh. They're, 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 they're proud of them. Now, we don't charge more for them. But. Yeah. Were there Ruby Crush on there? Uh, seems like it. Yeah, because that, that one... Uh, if you're, I, I can go get my list. Yeah, Looking for uh, two really good-tasting tomatoes that are different-tasting at Ruby Crush and the BHN 968. Uh, you can't go wrong with those two. Yeah. They're good, very tasty, very productive, and they're versatile in terms of our weather. They they just uh, grow and produce no matter what happens, usually. Are the uh, So that's coming in. What would they call on Wednesday to find out? What? It could. It could show up Tuesday. Oh, just it could show okay. Up Wednesday might show up Monday. Oh, okay. We're, we're at their mercy. Okay. <laughs> so, what's our situation, Trace, on our uh, uh, butterfly all-star nectar plants? Or we got a. Uh, we got a good chunk of still butterfly weed left, and mist flower, and uh, a whole slug of them. Have we got a porter weed, or expecting any more in there? Uh, nope, they didn't have any. But I think I thought we still had some red ones. Huh. I don't see them. We may maybe have a few. I didn't see. I, I saw a deal on the news last night where they were talking about uh, the way to keep yourself happy during this <laughs> or content during this uh, whiskey. This deal, huh? Whiskey? Oh yeah. Mm. Well, no, they didn't mention that. No. But they mentioned. Uh, I like the way you think so. <laughs> yeah. One uh, said. Uh, Observe wildlife and uh, mm-hmm. and insects. It does make people happy. And they showed a picture of a butterfly, and guess what he was on? Porterweed. Milkweed. Oh, porter yeah, no, they get uh, uh, Greg's Greg's uh, mist flower. Oh, good. So my wife yeah. had a twenty-minute conversation last night about hummingbirds and her shrimp plant. Oh, they were all fighting over her shrimp plant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You you know we forget to mention that shrimp yeah, plant sometimes. Uh, it, it, when you look at the plant, it, it doesn't have a common flower like uh, you expect a flower to be. And turks, but tur- the, the, turks cap's another one that the hummingbirds yeah. really like. But the uh, they like the uh, the wildlife, uh, the hummingbirds and the butterflies and I guess bees. I like that shrimp plant. It's pretty too. Yep. I like. Well, and it's got it's got quite a bit of shade tolerance. Yeah. Oh yeah. Forrest Appleton has them in his backyard. Had for years. I oh that reminded me. Speaking of forest, uh, I was walking walking down the hill. I guess it's been two weekends ago, and I noticed that you had had. Uh, Sea oats or inland sea oats. Inland sea oats. Yeah, I think there's a few still. Do you know that the deer won't touch those? Well, it's an ornamental grass, so that makes sense. And yeah, it's, and it's the only one that actually tolerates shade. Yeah, and uh, Forrest Appleton has them on the side of his. Uh, uh, Does he use it as a ground cover? Yeah, in fact, it plants them between. The driveway, concrete driveway, and the side of the house, and uh, they—they're real attractive. They got those little seed pods, seed hanging, pods hanging on there. Yeah, and they—they they they come up every Almost year. Almost looks like a caterpillar on top of it. Oh, yeah. is that right? Yeah, and they—and they come up every year. I didn't realize you saw those. 
But uh, that's in the sauce bed. You the, saw it. Is it? Yeah. Okay. So that's part of the sauce package. <laughs> so uh, if those of you who are in a deer-prone na- neighborhood, uh, they will absolutely not touch those. Wonder how they look with uh, irises. Yeah, yeah, they look good. Yeah, I would think so. Because they don't. The irises get taller than they do. Yeah, but 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 I always like that layered kind of look. And yeah, they're, and they're both deer proof, and that would work. Well, do the the side oats uh, uh, work in the sun too? They 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 have shade tolerance, but do they work in the sun too? Oh yeah, big time. Yep, I've only seen it in the shade, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I think Forrest got them in both both locations. I think we got a question coming up to you, Trace. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. What is it? Uh, I think that that's a it's a succulent, and uh, I think that's the one that has. I think that's the one that has the uh, the uh, all the little pups on the side of it. Mother of a thousand or something like that, or sometimes they call it. Hmm. It's a succulent. Okay. Well, well, here. Yeah, Trace is your better bet on that. Yeah. All right. Two one zero. Uh oh. Uh oh. Here. Run away, wagon. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Toll free. It's 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. And uh, we, uh, one of the things that uh, was on sale, I was going to ask Trace, he'll come back, but do we talk much about Silver Pony Foot? I don't know that we've ever even had that on sale. Discussion. Well, isn't that? Don't we have a planting of that outside outside the gate there? Is oh, that, do we? I don't know. Well, what, what is? I know the, we've had questions about it because I remember the name, but I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say, <laughs> I want to say that that's a Paul Cox plant. Oh, really? Because uh, Paul used to like that plant, and uh, they we're talk, we're, talking about Silver Pony Foot Trace. And. Uh, he uh, he always pushed it on us and planted it at the botanical garden. And uh, Benny Simpson, I think it was Benny Simpson, found some natives types. I don't know if this is a native type or not. But uh, the uh, <laughs> uh, I, I never was impressed with it. Because it doesn't bloom, but it's a very low ground cover that for full sun and dry weather. Right? You know, you've been dri- you've been driving by it for years. Yeah. yeah, that's that bed we got out there. Yeah, very very durable. Uh, the only thing I worry about is those really wet springs. Yeah, um, it'll die back. They're, they're almost even car proof. We had a guy who had a uh, ran right through it and uh, tore it really? all up, and within <laughs> two three weeks it filled back in. Wow, tell. that's interesting. I, I've been impressed just lately with it at the uh, at the Cane's Chicken yeah. Chicken Place. Oh, you just like the landsca- chicken. <laughs> the landscapers are using it in the in those medians, you know, that are hard to hard to grow things on. And and what's it's it's solid, solid. 
discover. Well, this house, what, what, these, these beds out here are really remarkably yeah. solid. Too. Uh, what, what's I'm good? Trying to, what's funny? I remember what I, where I saw it, but I saw a firecracker fern with that around it in a real hot, dry area. Yeah. That was beautiful. Yeah. With the green and the orange of the firecracker fern and the silvery white of the silver ponyfoot. Yeah. And that's that's uh, what what caught my attention to it was one vinca coming up in the middle of the planting. And it just glows with that gray foliage of this this plant around it. Uh, well, I looked at the dichondra, too. These reds, a circle of the reds in in the middle of that pony foot would look nice, too. It would. And they're on sale. They are on sale. Yep. That was my experiment this week. Yeah, Four I was wondering. I thought I got another one next week that okay. just, we've never what done before. What are they, Gary? How much? Oh, cool. Four-inch okay. pot, regularly a dollar twenty-nine on sale for ninety-eight cents. Did you run out of the Job's uh, spikes? No. Oh, okay. So with, but with they're, not, the, they're not. They're not right now. Okay. With the pony foot trace, how would you plant it every foot or every eighteen inches? Those those were planted at one foot, and uh, they filled in pretty quick. One growing season. Yeah. 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 Uh, and you said they're good for hanging baskets? It's a trailer, so it looks good in pots, looks good in hanging baskets. In fact, I think we even have some of it growing in baskets. But it's great in those uh, hot, dry areas like yeah, Jerry was talking rock, about. Rock gar- on rocks. It grows on rocks in the wild. I don't know if that's a native or not, but I know Paul collected some natives and he, uh, some Benny Simpson collection. And he put them, I remember, the entrance to the sunken garden, uh, I mean, the entrance to the uh, the greenhouse, the big greenhouse they had there on the botanical mm-hmm. garden, that entryway, that whole bed used to be... Uh, pony foot. Po- yeah, po- pony foot. What about peppers, Trace? Are any peppers coming in yet? I know you had some last week. There's still a few out there, and the only one that they showed available this go-around was chili patine. Okay. All right, chili patine. Are you still working on your Rio Grande Gold? Yeah, I I meant to call uh, the grower yesterday, but I didn't, uh, to see if the seed had germinated. Oh, okay. But I'll contact him uh, probably tomorrow. And next week you're going to feature red, white, and blue plants in the ad. Is that the deal? Red, <laughs> red vincas, uh, blue plumbago. That would have been a really good idea. Yeah. There, there are some red ones that are in the ad, and there's some white ones in the ad. Uh, yeah. We just need a blue one. You know, actually, it might. You got plumbago. No, in no, next week's ad. Yeah, next week's ad we're talking about. Uh, For the 4th of July. I know there's some red and white stuff. Okay. They just have to get their blue on their own. Nah. Yeah. Yeah, so what else? Is, what else is blue besides blue plumbago? They got the. Um, you could kind of say Mexican petunias. Blue, okay. blue yeah. days. Salvias. Blue, blue days. days. I have to. I have to apologize to Trey. Because, <laughs> let's see, was it yesterday or last week? I think it was last week. He came up here and and he rattled off that they had some bush morning glories. Well, I've been trying to get bush morning glories on the market for about 30 years. I got a write-up on plantanswers.com about them, pictures of them. Uh, 
grew them out at a commercial place for a long time to to try to find a dwarf and and Mr. Moy made a cross of a of a, a bush morning glory probably the only one that's ever been made and it did shorten it a little bit and but Trey said he had some for sale the reason we never have made it a superstar it's the toughest plant on earth I did find out they're white these are white yeah yeah I, I I I had uh, one of your heifers go get uh, go get one of the plants. I had to see it to believe it, but uh, they have some in gallons, and they look pretty good plants. They They're do. good, good looking plant. Oh yeah, it was nice and tall. It was probably yeah. But yeah. almost three feet tall. Yeah, and, and uh, tall. the problem we've had or uh, we had with them was that they don't. Uh, they don't uh, didn't look good when they're young in in plants and gallon plants, but uh, these look good. And uh, whoever's growing that trays, I'll be glad to furnish them some cuttings or seed. They come true from seed of the purple one. I'll tell you after the show. <laughs> okay. Now the the. Uh, the we usually sell them. Our garden volunteer uh, usually sell them at Festival of Flowers. And so, but this year there was no Festival of Flowers. They didn't have it. So uh, if you are missing your Bush Morning Glory, now did did you kill yours, Milton? No, but it's not. It's just kind of sitting there. Did you see oh. that? Did you see that variegated one down there on your walk up that has the big purple bloom? No. You got to look at it on your walk out. What is it? it it's a uh, ipoma, but it's a vine type. Oh, okay. But, it, but it's got a very interesting variegated leaf with a dark purple bloom. Wow. Ooh, so that'd leaf, be nice. leaf's almost <laughs> as showy as the, as the bloom. Huh. Yeah. Dark and, purple bloom would be nice. These <laughs> are like uh, huge. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Huh. For those of you who can't tell, my hands are out, kind of like, yeah. like the fish story. But uh, Yeah, you can tell by my expression. If yeah. he does a small thing, it's kind of got, ooh. If he does like a big one like that, it's like, ooh, wow. The flower so, is that big. Yeah, the flower is large, too, but the leaf is, is huge with that variegation, and it. it's very striking. And it's uh, it's a runner. It's a yeah, climb, climb. That's, that's one of the vines. So you could put it on a fence or something. I would imagine. Yeah. But anyway, uh, that's available here uh, in white. And uh, like I said, uh, we'd be glad to have, have a grow. I tried to go with color spot and, and green leaf. And well, I'll tell you who I got those from, and, and those. I'll tell you who I think should do it. Okay. All right. Well, then you want to take a break? Sure. We're, we're taking a break now anyway. we got to take one. So you can you can tell them, but, it, but you got to swear them to secrecy. I will. All right. <laughs> 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up right after this on 930 AM, The Answer. 
Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bolvardy Road. And the theme of today's commercial is going to be color, color, color. We'll start off with some of the things that are on sale at Millburgers, including Vinca. The Cora series is on sale, and this is the series that you want. You want Cora is on sale in the four-inch pot for 98 cents each. Blue Plumbago is beautiful, full of color, and guess what? It's on sale for four eighty-eight in the number one container. This week at Millburgers, you'll find savings on the colorful Lantana. Mexican Bird of Paradise. Thoralis is on sale. Texas Lilac Vitex is on sale. The number three container, regularly $24.99, is just $18.88. One of my favorites, Lynn's Legacy and Silverado Sinisa on sale for just $19.88. And you can't help noticing all the crepe myrtles that are on sale. Beautiful, colorful crepe myrtles are on sale in the three and number five containers for just $18.88. At Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Here's Fiddlin' Bird. Burgers Gardening, South Texas, where it started to just decided we'd play some fiddle and Frenchie Burke music as we came back to the show. So that's uh, Al. Al's got uh, a lot of your favorite fiddle and Frenchie Burke tunes uh, ready to go, so you can enjoy that uh, uh, that music. I don't know why. I just thought I'd uh, do that. I was listening to his Orange Blossom special today as I was. Uh, just bumping around the house, getting ready to to do the show, and I thought, okay, you know what? Let's. Uh, it's good music. I like. Uh, he's from this area. People know him, so uh, hopefully you'll enjoy some fiddling Frenchie Burke. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. He he played at every uh, every benefit that they ever had. I think. Yeah, really a generous he, man. And yeah, Jerry King used to talk about him all the time, being so. Uh, Generous with his time. Yeah, and and people was, like to hear, see him, and hear him. Yeah, he was. He did a MacArthur Band benefit. I saw him at the Majestic, yeah. and <laughs> he was great and very generous to people who came up and talked to him. And, yeah, yeah, good man. He's a good fiddle player too. Oh man, was he a good fiddle player? <laughs> if you don't, if you get a chance, uh, you can find his albums on, you know. Uh, on Amazon, or oh, if you okay. just want to hear a cut or two, you can get them on. I don't know if he's on Spotify or not. I'll have to check, but uh, you can hear some of the stuff on YouTube, and it's really good. It's fun to listen to. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, fun to watch him, too. It yeah. to be to watch him. I think that uh, people uh, who know appreciated them, so I was going to make a comment that, that I don't think he was appreciated, his, his talent was appreciated as much as it should have been, but. Uh, those who who saw him and know him did, but uh, yeah, you, if you don't know who he is, go look him up and you'll enjoy the music. Didn't he used to dance when he played the fiddle? Well, I don't know. He when he was younger, maybe. I don't. He, he wasn't dancing to MacArthur. <laughs> back then, but he might have been. Well, he was pretty old back back by then. Wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Uh, he was an older man. I don't know how old. Yeah. Uh, pretty old is, is in the eyes of the beholder. Uh, hey, let me tell you about Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. Again, listen, uh, insects are tough. And the only thing tougher than those insects is uh, Warren Remy and Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. So if it's bugging you in the house, especially if you've got ant situations or roaches or flies or fleas, 
uh, if you've got rats uh, running around the house or maybe <laughs> just outside the house, uh, give them a call. At, uh, the number is 210-656-3721. I like a number of things about Spider-Man Pest Control. Love the reviews. Love talking to people who use them. I like Millburgers with the Into Care Mosquito Trapping System. Uh, and other businesses where their livelihoods depend upon him doing a good job. Uh, but I also love talking to homeowners who use them, too. It's uh, Spider-Man Termite and uh, Pest Control, 210-656-3721. And go learn more at GoSpiderManPest.com. GoSpiderManPest.com. I'm one of those homeowners yeah. that uses Spider-Man. He told you to put those bird seed away. You're attracting rats. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the, and I, you mention it quite often, but that that's one of the characteristics of doing business with Spider-Man, though. They'll kind of analyze your whole situation. Yeah. And then say, you can change this, or if you don't want to change this, then you can consider this. And so you you come to a kind of a overall plan. And if it doesn't turn out the way uh, they predict, then they'll sit down with you again and, oh, good. and figure out, you know, let's see why this didn't work the way we think it did. There you go. Yeah, they're good. They're, they're yeah. interesting and You'll enjoy working with them. All right, 210-308-8867. You had another call, Calvin, or another question. Uh-oh, and I think we're are we getting one now. No, she's just looking at the... the uh, uh, yeah, they were trying to identify um, really exotic-looking uh, vine with a, kind of a purple-pink flower. Um, looked familiar, but I couldn't. So I grabbed uh, Roger, and Roger seemed to know what it was. And in fact, he was leading him over there to see the show. Oh, okay. that they, Why they was had. it growing? Uh, his in Kyle, Texas. His, oh, okay. His, brother, his brother-in-law sent him the picture. Oh, okay. And of course, it was a beautiful, beautiful flower. So he <clears> was trying <throat> to, to find one. Okay. Yes. I, I thought of it. I thought it was one of the, uh, oh, uh, oh, the vines. Uh, I want to say bush, uh, morning glory. No, it wasn't that. It was a, that. There's a Brazilian or a, one. Uh, one of our master gardeners in uh, New Braunfels. She grew it, and uh, it was kind of sensitive to the to, to the cold. Oh. But mm-hmm. but they had it in a sheltered. Position and with the warmer winters we've been having, it's uh, managed to get through every winter and then <laughs> bloom spectacularly. There you go. Guess what I got yesterday, Milton? What? Look. I can't. Oh, your. Uh, My Millburger Landscape is, and Nursery. Is that July? July. Got it yesterday. All right. These people are on the ball. And uh, guess what they got on the. On the back page, I can't I can't see it because the sun comes in that way. This oh, is a radio is too. You guys, is that remember? the Rallis? Yeah, that's right. Oh, okay. Look at Milton. It's it's in black and white, and I can still tell. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that'd be but if they get it if they get it on the that'd be uh, in, internet. It's probably in color. Huh? Yeah, it's in color. Be pretty. But you're gonna get it in, uh, on the uh, internet in the. Yeah, you snail can have mail. E- yeah, uh, snail Dunn. mail emailed to you as well. Yeah. yeah, you can find it on the internet. But we encourage you to get on their list, and so you can learn all about the things that are going on here at the nursery. 
it's funny, the write-up, it says, uh, Thrialis, uh, which is on sale, by the way, mm-hmm. here, uh, is a Texas superstar plant. It's a, it is an evergreen shrub with long spikes of yellow bloom that tolerates our summer sun. Plants develop dense, handsome, a dense, handsome canopy with flowers that draw the eye from a distance. Now, wait if a, you look out there, you can see. Uh, is mine supposed to be evergreen? Uh, during during the uh, summer, yeah. it is. <laughs> uh, I think it uh, it goes back in the winter. Yeah. It's not as sensitive to cold as uh, Esperanza or Poinciana no, right. or Firebush, for yeah. sure. The loose, open, natural growth habit is ideal for informal planting, but it will need some pruning to keep it from being too leggy. Huh. That that's a perfect Texas superstar plant, the one that you can cut down that you cut out every every uh, late fall or winter, and uh, that keeps it from being leggy. Yeah, see, but I just don't think of that one as leggy. I yeah, <laughs> I think it's kind of kind of uh, comp- relatively compact and dense. Yeah. If plants thin out at the bottom, keep the bottom of the hedge slightly wider than the top to allow sunlight to reach the lower foliage. Now, after that wonderful write-up and beautiful picture, they didn't, didn't mention the most important feature of this plant. Deer resistance? Deer won't touch it. Okay. Uh, when we were walking down yesterday, walking off the porch, a lady had one in her wagon at the end of the porch. And it was really tough to keep that deer in that wagon. <laughs> yeah. But I'm and uh, and, I, and uh, I spoke to her as I was stumbling down the step, steps, and I told her, yeah, I said, this is pretty, isn't it? And she said, oh, yeah, it's very pretty. I said, you know it's deer resistant. She had that wild look in her eyes. Yeah. Because she, she said she had a a cabin or something in the hill country. Yeah, she had a lake house or something. Yeah, while the deer while the deer pretty thick. I said, the deer won't touch it. Bitch, put it in the full sun. Boy, he challenged her now. Yeah. Oh, I can't, ex- we can't so expect she, the phone call. She was very excited about that. The uh, what else, what other articles are in there this time? <laughs> I, I, they gave me credit for a lot of these articles, Calvin. Oh wow! One one is on uh, let's see uh, the tri- the tropics of Central Texas, and they talk about uh, tropical hibiscus and a few things like that that uh, do well down here. They don't. They don't mention uh, uh, Esperanza, which is a semi-tropical mm-hmm. plant. But uh, they didn't give me credit for that one. Let's see. But then over here on uh, Summertime Care of Roses by Dr. Jerry Parsons, Bear County Horticultural Specialist. 
Look at that. That's, uh, that might be an old article, are you thinking? <laughs> it must be, because I haven't written an article on rose pruning in several decades. And you haven't been a Bear County yeah. <laughs> representative for several decades. <laughs> and uh, then an article written by that my gladiolas are falling over. Uh, get, has got a quote from me in there. If you want immediate gratification, plant one of summer, summer's favorite flowers, the gladiola. Glads are especially impressive combined with summer annuals and perennials in the garden or when cut, they make a superb arrangement of flowers. I hope they said to plant them early in the spring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they Cause did. Because mine are all completed their bloom period already. Yeah, yeah. And they talk about uh, staking them up, you know, uh, for, to prevent them from falling over and plant them close together. It's a, it's a great plant for the cut flower garden. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think we said this before when... Uh, when they were doing some experiments down at, at on, on a Laredo farm, which is absolutely the worst place you could do it, uh, the uh, Texas Department of Agriculture were letting the Israelis show us how to farm. And uh, the only thing that they could make money out of and grow successfully with glass because you plant those from uh, the, the soil doesn't have to be extremely uh, uh, fertile and uh, I guess it's they grow they grow in alkaline soils and uh, the gladiola comes from a bulb so uh, it doesn't need a lot of fertility well you know and up up north we would have to to turn, to uh, dig up the bulbs, yeah. Every year, I don't I don't bother doing that here. No, and no. they just they just come back. Too hot. Come back. They come back every year. Some of them are m- much more. Uh, they last for a lot more years than others, but uh, generally, you know, you know, you can expect five or six years of yeah. good performance from one planting of the bulb. But doesn't the, uh, aren't the flowers smaller when it comes back? I don't know. I haven't made a big uh, exact measurement of it, but they, the flowers are showy and, and large enough that I haven't noticed that yeah. they're any less. So you leave, you leave the tops of the glads until they dry down, right? Oh, yeah. You've got to do that for the, yeah. uh, for the benefit of the bulb. Yeah. And then yeah. they, and then they'll, I try to remember where they are growing in the garden, in the cut flower garden, in the in the fall and in, <laughs> in the spring. I don't always remember exactly, but they they'll 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 grow among the the snapdragons or the zinnias, whatever else you yeah. got in there too. But they make a a nice cut flower. Yeah, they're great. It's really showy. You can get some really colorful ones. Oh yeah, they got great colors. And the questions. I, I don't know who wrote these. I'll give Calvin credit because this sounds so much like him. Okay. 
What are, what are they, brilliant <laughs> and insightful? My photinias look terrible. What's wrong with them? The answer is, your, if your photinias are yellow with black spots on the leaves, the plants are in highly alkaline planting area and will never get better. Can you believe Kevin wrote No, that? I don't think I wrote that. Yeah. <laughs> But, but, I mean, it's basically true. It's in the newsletter, Kevin. Uh, once the photinia begins to show signs of a bad location, end quote, no amounts of iron supplement or fungicide spray will solve the problem. Now, that doesn't sound like me. I you sure you didn't write that? I, I would emphasize... I would have been proud if you'd have written that. I, would, I, I emphasize the... Uh, uh, so inability to uh, survive the uh, the fungal the, the leaf yeah. fungal disease. Okay, I, I was trying to give him credit, Milton. I don't know that he wanted the credit <laughs> that you were going to give him. Yeah, you never know. Jerry Jerry says he's reading things. He's sometimes yeah. uh, uh. his imagination takes over. He sees things uh. when he reads. My uh, next question is, my St. Augustine lawn is not as thick as it once was. Have we heard that once or a million times? The trees have grown larger, and it is shadier. What can I do to make the lawn thicker? You ever heard that question before? I have. If shade is causing the thin lawn, there's not much you can do. Even St. Augustine grass requires four to five hours of sun to prosper. So, uh, as Neil Barry says, when you when you got that situation, you might as well put in some ground covers that can oh. tolerate the shade, like uh, monkey grass or lariate. And so, that's that's his favorite. And so so and and so often people just don't. Don't want to, you know, you, they shake their head yes when you're t- talking about the shade and everything, and then they, still at the end of the conversation, they says, uh, "So what kind of fertilizer should we put yeah. on there to, <laughs> to deal with that lack of shade?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I wish fertilizer would help. Alrighty, oh, look at this. We need to take a break. While we do, give us a call. Two one zero. 308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Milberger's Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road. And the theme of today's commercial is going to be color, color, color. We'll start off with some of the things that are on sale at Milberger's, including Vinca. The Cora series is on sale, and this is the series that you want. You want Cora is on sale in the four-inch pot for 98 cents each. Blue Plumbago is beautiful, full of color. And guess what? It's on sale for four eighty-eight in the number one container. This week at Milberger's, you'll find savings on the colorful land. 
Montana. Mexican Bird of Paradise. Thoralis is on sale. Texas Lilac Vitex is on sale. The number three container, regularly $24.99, is just $18.88. One of my favorites, Lynn's Legacy and Silverado Sinisa on sale for just $19.88. And you can't help noticing all the crepe myrtles that are on sale. Beautiful, colorful crepe myrtles are on sale in the three and number five containers for just $18.88. At Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Burgers Garden, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867. While Calvin and Jerry are talking uh, to someone, uh, we'll tell you a little bit more about what they're talking about. He didn't want to come on the air. Uh, we'll talk to you about Deck and Patio Care by Barry Hagendorf. And there are a couple reasons that you want to keep Barry in mind right now. One, you may have been involved in the hailstorm uh, that was a couple weeks ago. If you had damage to your deck, your insurance, according to Barry, uh, probably covers it. So give him a call and uh, help him to uh, help you uh, get it repaired. Uh, That number is 210-822-9147. Or if you didn't have hail damage, but the deck isn't looking as good as you'd like it to, you can call him, too, at 210-822-9147. Barry's specialty is making that that deck or the... uh, that patio at Pebblestone Driveway looked new again. And he said, you know what, you can. And when you see the pictures, you can see the pictures uh, um, online at deckandpatiocare.com. Deckandpatiocare.com. And um, you'll see the uh, before and after pictures of everything that he's, uh, he's done from Deck and Patio Care. That's deckandpatiocare.com, 210 822 9147 210-822-9147. Also remember the uh, what Jerry was talking about, which was the uh, newsletter that he's reading from. You can get that newsletter by going to millburgernursery.com. It's millburgernursery.com, and uh, you can uh, sign up for it there to have it emailed to you. You can read old ones, or you can uh, just call the nursery at 210-497-3760, 210-497-3760. All right, uh, we'll see. You want to talk a little bit about what he was experiencing? No. I don't blame you. What's Milton doing, running the show without us? Yeah, y'all just we talk about what y'all were talking about. He had a interesting... He brought, he brought up a, a sentimental iris. Yeah, uh, from his mom. Yeah, I think his, I think he got it at his mom's funeral. Oh, okay. But uh, anyway, uh, it wasn't growing as... Oh, we forgot to ask him where he was growing it. Was he putting it in full full sun or morning sun, afternoon shade? So uh, that could be a, a factor. But uh, the, the, the big plant that he had had little shoots coming up from, the, from that corm or whatever that, that structure is called. And... Um, they they were sending up new sprouts, which means the thing's trying to grow. But uh, the foliage was a little lighter green than I like. Yeah. And the the rhizome had no almost no action there, no yeah. root, root development or anything. 
And so uh, we recommended, I recommended that we use miracle Grow for fertilizer in the water, when mm. you water. And maybe that'll uh, perk it up. But I, we should have asked him why he was growing it. Didn't he say he listened to the show? Yeah, he said he listened to the show, but... Uh, All right, so if you're in your car... <laughs> Now, yeah, call us at 210-308-8867. We'll answer some more questions. I'm growing in uh, morning sun and afternoon shade. Oh, you can grow them in full sun. Yeah, I know, but this one's kind of yeah, on, on its last leg. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, for, yeah, it's repairs. It could move it in, but... Yeah, yeah. But I, I've never had a problem with full sun. No. They, they, the they, one... they want to live. <laughs> I Once they get established and get going, uh, he'll be looking for ways to kill them. <laughs> or, uh, maybe, or give them away to neighbors. Yeah. Uh, one last question on our on our July newsletter. We like okra, but we're afraid it would take over our garden. <laughs> okra can be huge. Some selections reach 14 feet tall. Beck's big. He's, a good example. Whoever's doing the questions is is uh, collect, collecting information from a combination of our questions. Yeah, yeah. And three feet around. <laughs> I always tell people you have to use a bulldozer to get the get the main stalk out of the ground. Or, uh, a variety like okra, however, will only grow. Oscar, from, uh, yeah, Oscar okra uh, will only grow six or seven feet tall. But that's it's it's. <laughs> I don't know if it'll get taller than that, but it won't get fourteen feet tall. Yeah, that's a you had you had Beck's big one year, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, and I used a a stick. Like kind of a with a hook on it, to yeah, pull, to pull it down to harvest. Uh, yeah, Oscar is much easier to grow. <laughs> hey, we've got uh, James on the line. Let's see if we can answer his question before the hour comes up at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hi, James. What's going on? Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for taking my call. Hey, I'll, I'll try to make it quick, but I got y'all playing Frenchy Burke. He actually just lives down the hall, or he did for me, but I hadn't seen him in a while, so I hope he's still around. I used to see him out there at the mailbox. He was picking up his mail. No, but, uh, Frenchie passed away. Did he? Because I, I used to see him at ATV here in Lytle periodically as well. But And he used to do the music festival here at the local park in the summer. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know he passed. He had About a year to, ago. Wasn't it's it? been a little while, yeah. I did not hear. Uh, he, he offered to teach my son how to play when my oh, son was wow. seven or eight. Because when, when, he was friends with my father-in-law. Frenchie was, and uh, but my son wanted no part of it. He he learned uh, <laughs> he learned other yeah. instruments. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, sorry to hear he passed. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, but on my flare hibiscus that I got a week or so ago, I put it in the ground last night, and it's fixed up a bloom. And my concern or question is uh, now that it's going to be hot. Nineteen five nine is probably not an option. So what should I fertilize it with through the summer? This is a. Uh Flare hibiscus, did you say? Yes. Yeah. Is it in a container? Yesterday. No, I just put it in the ground last night, right before dark. 
Oh, you put it outside? Why isn't 1959 going to work? Uh, I think it will. Yeah. I don't think you have to worry about uh, flour biscuits. Of course, you don't want to dump fertilizer on the base of it, but uh, just a little bit broad application uh, around okay, the flare biscuits will work. Okay, well, how much then? I think it was like, well, y'all don't count them gallons. I guess it was like a three-gallon three container, whatever they sell them in their mail burgers. How much, 1959, because I still got some of that. How much would I put on a plant like that? I would put a cup. A cup so, all the way around the perimeter. Yeah, okay, spread so it like Jerry says, yeah. spread it around. Not put it in uh, Not close. solution. Yeah. Around the drip line, if you will, the perimeter. There, okay. there you go. All right. Uh, okay, thank you. I, there's only four of those flares left, I think. Really? No. But right now, okay. there's only four out there. And well, one of them is unbelievably full of blooms. Ooh. Uh, not yeah, blooms, this one I put in the ground last night. This one I put in the ground last night is full of buds. None have opened yet. Should I pick those off or just let them go? No, no, okay. let them go. Okay. Uh, now, the important thing about uh, mallow hibiscus, or, and flare especially, is that they love water. Okay. So, uh, didn't you say it was near a faucet? It is about 18 inches on center from a hose spigot. Okay. Don't don't worry about ever overwatering it. Okay, well, I killed one. One didn't come there, back for Baltimore, and I think I may have rotted it, but... Uh, I'll, no. I'll give it plenty of water. Yeah, uh, but that, you won't kill flare with too much yeah. water. That being said, it's also got really good drought tolerance too. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a, oh. it's a pretty versatile plant. Yeah, uh, it's in a they, hot, they, it's, they, in a, it's in a hot location, so it should do well. I hope this one. Yeah, it'll do well. Uh, and they those hibiscus came out of a swamp, right? Uh, if you want to read, I've got a good write-up on uh, that Dr. McFadden did, actually, from Tennessee, uh, mm-hmm. on plantanswers.com under hibiscus. I think I've read it, but it's been a while back. But I'll look yeah. at it again. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks, All right. James. Bye, James. All right. Got about 30 seconds. Uh, anything that you want to cover before we go to break? Yeah, let's look at uh, Calvin's hibiscus that he brought us to look at the oh, yeah. red flare. I don't think that's red. Oh, what, really? you, what color? Kind of, kind of a brownish, <laughs> as far as I yeah. can tell. That's hard to see it. It's kind of camouflaged. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, you, forgot again, you forgot huh? again. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867. That's 210-308-8867. We've got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. Live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 AM. The answer. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer 210-308-8867. 
210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Let's show you how it's done right now as we talk to Mike on the line. Hey there, Mike. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Well, I'm all right, except Good. I've got a persimmon tree. I think it's about eight foot tall and maybe five foot across. And this year it looked better than it's looked in years since I had it. And it was just loaded with persimmons. But now they have all fallen off except for about three of them. Uh, how, it's a Japanese persimmon, I assume. The large well, yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. It's not a Texas persimmon or something like that. Uh, no, but I, I want one of those, too. Good Lord, no. If you <laughs> if you like Japanese persimmon, you don't need to fool with uh uh, well, the birds love the birds Texas love the Texas persimmon. persimmon the uh, Fuju is the best one. How how old is the oh. tree? What's that, Mike? Uh, five years old. It's at least five years old. It may be six because it was it was probably waist high when I got it. Okay, and I assume it's in the it's one tree by itself. Yes. No, no other persimmons around it. And, nope. Uh, is it? Is it? It's not in the shade, is it? No. Full sun. Full sun. Okay. Uh, the persimmons, uh, even the fuyu, have a tendency not to produce much until they're four to five years old. That's why right. I asked, was it five years old? And they're also very sensitive any, any, to any environmental change. In other words, too much water or too little water. But uh, so they're, they're very, very sensitive and very prone to fruit drop. There's nothing, nothing you could have done to make them stay on the tree. What about, what if, what about watering? How much watering did you do? I'm, this spring, I probably did not put enough on them because we was getting that mist and rain all the time. But now yeah. here lately, they got they got plenty. Okay. Um, let me see. What did la- last year, did it have any fruit? No. Last year was a rough year on it. Okay. Uh, it'll probably have fruit next year. Uh, and the uh, because it dropped most of its fruit this year, but uh, the, you go ahead and mulch it around the base of it, but not up on the trunk, and uh, mulch it a couple of inches deep, and keep it uh, keep the moisture level kind of from fluctuating. Yeah. And uh, how how tall is it now? Eight or ten feet? It's a, it, no, about eight feet. Okay. Okay. That's about right. Yeah. It's a slow uh, grower. Well, let me ask you a question, too. The leaves on the thing tend to stay curled no matter how much water I put on it, and I was thinking they need to be flatter. Yeah. Do you know what variety it is? I sure don't. I bought it in a... Left the tag on it, and, and the weather was bad to me, so I don't know anymore. Okay. Well, once it has, once it matures the fruit, 
uh, send us a picture on plantanswers.com and uh, we may be able to identify the variety. Some, okay. uh, some, some of them have uh, specific shapes to them. And okay. But the one, the ones that you, uh, the ones that you've still got on there, uh, once they get the size of a, of a baseball or smaller, a tennis ball, I should say, you wrap those uh, so the birds won't get them. Right. Okay. Right. I had when I lived down in Galveston County. I had a huge persimmon tree and got hundreds of persimmons off of it every year. Did you eat them, or did you throw them at people, or what did you do with them? <laughs> I ate every stinking one of them. <laughs> they're good. At, they're really high in vitamin A. Yeah. And, uh, oh, they're, yeah. They're, they're very nutritious fruit. And they're real good. Of, they taste good. Yeah, a lot of people don't... Uh, a lot of people think they're too sweet because you don't you don't rarely eat them off of the tree until they are soft, mushy, mushy, feel, ripe. Feel like ripening. I right. used to tell I used to tell people you to eat a persimmon ripe, you need to be in the bathtub. That's right. Or outside. They're, they're that juicy. Do, do you know what kind you had in Galveston? No, it was something, uh, I bought my father-in-law's old house, and that persimmon tree had been on there for as long as anybody could remember, so nobody knew. Okay. That's what you got to do. you got to find that gardener that uh, grew that and have, <laughs> have him help you. Get yeah. This, yeah. This one when, going. when they get older, uh, they they produce almost every year. But okay. uh, I, I, I like them because they... They're uh, they're just like they're unreal in the landscape. Oh yeah, they're like beautiful. Like a Christmas tree. Yeah, they lose their leaves in the fall. And with the fruit on it. And them. that fruit on there, it's prettiest ornamental you've ever saw. But I have to admit that that period until they get there is pretty unpredictable. Yeah, it is. And they are oh. sensitive to the the variation in watering, mm-hmm. and sometimes I have trouble with mine explaining why they're performing the way they are too. Yeah. If you have to get another one, get a uh, giant fuyu. Okay. And uh, that's that's pretty well been decided as being the best persimmon, Japanese persimmon, and it's uh, non-astringent, which means you can it doesn't pucker you real bad. Well, you can you can pick it before it gets mushy, right? Gets mushy, right? Right. Alrighty. Good luck. Keep us informed. Okay, thank you. Yes. All right. 210-308-8867. Mark, you want to come talk to us? All right. Come on up. I'll turn it up. Just, just, you're just fine. Just start talking. Right there. But I want, I want it like that. There you go. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Mark Peterson in the house. I would first like to say happy birthday, Calvin Finch. Thank you. Thank you. I, I forgot to call in yesterday. And, uh, Hard to believe he's over 80 years old. Isn't not, not even, yeah. <laughs> he's <laughs> only a day over 61. Well, there you go. Yeah. Well, how and, about uh, the happy oh, birthday, the, Calvin? Uh, happy <laughs> birthday. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't know if you had mentioned it yesterday, but no. he didn't. He's I shy. had a feeling you didn't, so I just wanted no, to say we didn't happy know. birthday. 
He looked kind of more feeble today, you know. Well, I did. Uh, I took back. Uh, yeah, you mean yeah. there was some, <laughs> some uh, celebration going on? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna cut back on running those uh, uh, 26 mile plus. Uh, uh, I just go. To, I'm gonna just stick to the 26 mile. Uh, uh, I, I I used to do a lot of running and then I stopped because the cigarette kept going out and the ice kept splashing off. Did uh, <laughs> I have a question? Is Thri- oh, because I have a question for you. Is Thrialis in the uh, Saul's handbook? It, uh, it is in the handbook. It is not of the permitted plants. I don't think. I think I could not argue that one in. Okay. So, uh, so of the coupon, I do not believe, but I haven't looked at the permitted plant for a long list for a very long time. So okay. To, okay. Uh, but did. it is in our handbook. Yeah, we were uh, hundred ta- best plants. We were talking about uh, that yesterday. Yeah, I thought it was, but uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't. Yeah, it is it. in the book. Uh, I'm not sure on the 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 coupon. Well, we'll we're only uh, I know, I know. 50, <laughs> 50 yards away from the, the for, for assembly, our, our, assembly. our listening audience. You'll see me looking over Jerry's shoulder, and you can see it over yeah. that way. Um, you have any other questions? No, because I have to ask you. That's it. So I've had, uh, in the past three or four weeks, a lot of questions on Ask the Garden Geek on squash and other curcurbits. Oh, what are curcurbits? Curcurbits. What are curcurbits? Like, what else besides squash? Cucumbers. Watermelon. Oh, yeah. Antelope. Someone was talking to me about squash and cucumbers the other day, and they weren't having very much luck. There you go. So what is a nice thumbnail... Uh, step one, step two, step three to grow squash and I guess zucchini. Uh, okay. Wait till, uh, don't plant them now. Yeah, but, yeah, it does. Uh, wait till uh, August. Okay. And uh, just plant them in the ground like you would in the spring. Seed. And they'll produce, uh, should produce for you this fall. Now, what about. Uh, stem of the, yeah, stem borers. Squash vine borers? Yeah, squash vine borers. Uh, Thank you. They don't, well, I was going to say they don't seem to be as bad in the fall as they are in the spring. Well, but that yeah, they couldn't be because they're it's almost 100% in the spring. <laughs> yeah, that, var- <laughs> that varies from uh, fall to fall. I, so, so what the Calvin is a lovely segue to. And the question is, if we do do them in the spring, what are our treatments? Well, I don't. I've just gone to uh, recommending to folks that they grow the Mexican squash so instead of calabasas. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And because uh, it that, that doesn't seem to be affected, certainly not as much. Uh, and they're very productive, and you can use them the same in the re- same recipes. Absolutely, taste the same to me, but. When you see but, them, you see but, them. But, if you we, see but if we have some stubborn Midwesterners who want their crookneck summer squash, quick crookneck summer squash, what would they do? Well, 
They yeah. would go to HGB. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, okay, now you know what I write back to them. But okay. Yeah. You know, what, we used to, what we recommend is we used to say that you uh, every week you apply some thiodine to the yeah. growing point. Yes. Now that you can't get thiodine, uh, <laughs> you have probably you still can get some seven, or you. I guess you try. You'd use melthion. Yeah. So get that is our two options now. Uh, it's carbaryl and melthion. Yeah. Seven. Man, neither one works, but uh, that's what they can try. No, yeah. neither one works effectively as thiodine. <laughs> and even thiodine was not. Hundred yeah. percent, yeah. 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 That's uh, oh, for those days. They, they want to spray the base, the from where it comes out of the ground. Yeah. And as the base or main stalk ex- expands, uh-huh. keep that covered that, with an insecticide. That's where you do it. Yeah. So that was my fourth question: is where exactly do you yeah. apply the chemical? Because they, so they, on the stem, on the growing stem that's coming out of the ground, yeah. uh, and then any other part, but as first, it as it expands, okay, yeah, and out there on the oh. end for sure. Okay, that's what that was the thing. So as it expands, and you can also uh, kill the wasp that lays the egg. It's a red. It's kind of a pretty. Uh, red, I think it's a moth. It, it, it is a moth, but it looks like it's one bee. of those. Looks like a bee, huh? A what? Yeah, syringi moths yeah. or bees. Yeah, that's what it looks like. But uh, when you see those flying around, get your tennis racket or badminton racket. And, uh, yeah, small squares. They, 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 they fly fast. <laughs> They're hard to kill. But uh, they won't sting you. But they lay those eggs at the base of the squat. So that's what I get. Those those types of questions on Ask the Geek, Garden Geek. Uh, and I can tell by the tone a lot of times where they're from. Oh. Uh, well, no, this is, uh, I used to grow all this wonderful squash and, <laughs> and cantaloupes. And then if they're from Michigan, I know they say muskmelon yeah. instead of cantaloupe. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, and what is Ask the Garden Geek? Sorry? What is Ask the Garden Geek? Uh, I'm waiting for you to do that. It took you a little while. No, I wanted, uh, wanted you all to get through with your squash talk. So uh, Ask the Garden Geek is a a, a, a site on sawsgardenstyle.com. Sawsgardenstyle.com. www.gardenstyle.sanantonio.sa.com. And on the front page and other places within the site, you'll see Ask the Garden Geek, and you click on that, and that's your question, and it will go to me. Well, and, and, and then watch your tone, apparently. Sorry? Watch your tone. You said, according to their tone, I can tell where they're from. Uh, I know. <laughs> then at the end of the day, I'd make sure as I'm long, not drinking a lot of coffee and not answering. Yeah, well, as long as they're going to go on the Saw's website, too. They may as well sign up for the your weekly yeah. newsletter. And, 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 and it pops up, if you've noticed, it pops up on almost every page. And, and then you you get get uh, good gardening information, and you get uh, access to get notified where where you can go in and find more. But the other the other thing is that uh, Mark uses the uh, 
uh, transpiration information to give them a, a what you should water your lawn recommendation. Transpiration, yeah. Yes, sir. Mark has a question or a comment. I want to know why is it that Kelvin always follows one of my good newsletter articles with one of his in the newspaper? Or sometimes vice versa, I follow his on that. So we both talked about ground covers recently. We both talked about butterfly plants recently. I bet you haven't talked about herbs. I have talked about... <laughs> I think I, I assigned that to somebody else oh, to talk okay, about herbs. Yeah. Now, he did, uh, for the first time, I think, talk about butterflies. Or, uh, yeah. Now, I write more about butterflies. Than yeah, you. yeah. So, so uh, and uh, and then because I have the ability to have some creative services, I create little beautiful matrices where it says, in full sun, these are the plants. In full sun in summer, use these flowers. And shade in summer, use these flowers. Also. So it's nice to have that ability with Saul's Creative Services well, and to make the article look nicer. And I have, uh, from time to time, written. I've done a lot less over the last couple of years than I used to do before, but I used to write Yeah, quite a when few we get into the from. summertime and there's no one around, then I use your articles. <laughs> look, here's, let's see what was yesterday. Yes, I, I love that article. Herbs. Uh, and and uh, I realize I haven't written that one, but I, I am going to write one called Mosquitoes, Masters of Misery. Hey, and ooh. I talk about a, a lot of those herbs on there. Okay. Uh-oh. He'll Don't be putting citronella as a... Uh, I make a whole big comment about not using citronella. Oh, or, okay. No, I, I couch it and say very nice things. I say, I say, well, there's not a lot of scientific evidence. Are you saying you're more political than Jerry is? <laughs> yeah. Even, yeah. Neil, even Neil Sparrow wrote that uh, yeah. la- lavender is difficult. Uh, and, but he did real good talking about that uh, the scented geranium. Labeled as a mosquito repellent is not, in my opinion, is absolutely useless for that purpose. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, he measured out on that one. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> but then he messes it all up by, <laughs> going back by, around. by telling me that he has never grown citronella because it says. It's pretty. It's a pretty plant, and I enjoy growing it. But useless against mosquitoes. That would be a no. It's not a pretty plant. No, no. no. <laughs> uh, and we talked about it yesterday. Uh, guess who introduced me to citronella? The first plant I ever saw. Paul Cox. There you go. Paul or or or, or Greg. Yeah, but Paul. <laughs> hey, we got a, we got a, that's, a pretty flat. Mark Mark gave a, a email address, but if you just go to the Saw's website, they'll get you through to to his that email, or he'll get you through to their landscaping portion too. So you just got follow through conservation and look for a little 
the little notes that are on is in the website, right, Mark? Uh, yeah, and, and like Alvin mentioned, uh, we do have a weekly newsletter uh, that we send out Tuesday afternoon, uh, and we'll have a couple of articles. We reduced it from three to two articles per week uh, during this time of COVID. Uh, you don't have to be a sauce customer. Absolutely, absolutely not. I have I have readers in Long Island. I have readers in California. I had one reader from Luxembourg. Oh wow! Um, but it is yeah. Some of the times they, they ask me questions and because they're reading it and they ask. I'm from. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nova Scotia. Uh, no, no, well, yeah, we did have one from yeah, Nova Scotia, yeah. uh, but also from uh, Washington. Oh. And uh, so. Hey, hey, we got to help Evelyn here real quick. She's okay, got a person. Sorry. You're okay. Evelyn, yeah, get rid of Mark. Evelyn's, Evelyn's on the line. On the line. Evelyn, you know Evelyn. Yeah. Thanks, Mark. Thank, Thank you. Yeah, cool, man. All right. Evelyn's on the line at 210-308-8867. Evelyn, what's going on? I was wondering how do you keep the birds from getting the persimmons? They're green. How to keep and they... the birds from... Yeah, what's that, Evelyn? I'm sorry? Oh, you were you were real low when you started, so we couldn't hear you too well. Uh, how do you keep the birds from the persimmons without covering them? Uh, you just put a uh, Mr. Moore... At the botanical garden, used to just put a wrap of uh, saran wrap or what? Yeah, you could use bird netting, or you could use some type of uh, cloth dish rag, or, or anything anything to put around the uh-huh. perimeter. Does uh, does saran wrap work, or do they go right through that? Uh he he never used saran. Yeah, because. It's so easy to use, but then I'm thinking it's probably easy for the birds yeah, to penetrate. Yeah, too. he used the cloth material. Mm-hmm. Well, last year I covered it with this web, uh, what do you call it? The Girl web? Yes, I covered it with that, but it's too big and I can't do this anymore. I'm sorry. But they okay. got, I got the Fuyu, and they're really good, and they make good cookies also. You know what? Woodwork... Oh, yeah. Uh, those uh, sandwich bags, because they're th- they're thicker, uh, and you they're easy to open you got up. A Ziploc bag. Yeah, they're easy to open up, and then you could do. I think you if you yeah. use the right size, you could just put them. Well, won't they kind of sweat in there, or won't they spoil that way? Because they're still no, green. You're gonna, you're gonna leave a leave a little to- a top open. Yeah. Of course, they, don't, they don't have to be perfectly shut. Yeah, uh, that's probably why Mr. Moore used cloth, some type uh-huh. of cloth. Uh, what you could do uh, is cut them, cut squares of that cloth, and then uh, just pin them on the four corners. Uh-huh. Well, anything, to, anything to cover the fruit. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, the woodpecker's the one that's starting it. Yeah. And then, then it goes down to mockingbird and the redbirds <laughs> and all the birds. <laughs> there you go. Well, but, they've but, uh, they finished off my tomatoes, so now uh, <laughs> now they're going to get your uh, uh, persimmons. Yeah, those sap suckers are are. Well, he calls Jerry, Jerry calls every woodpecker. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And I then the ball shot. 
I'm sorry. Well, you, we used to have red-headed woodpeckers. They were pretty. Yeah. But uh, they're they're hard to see anymore. Yeah. At least in Tennessee. Yeah. Golden. The golden fronted is the ones that are yeah. most common around here. Uh huh. Well, it's different kinds. Some are real small. Yeah. The woodpeckers, and then they go up to the bigger ones. About three different sizes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Ladderback and the downies. Yes. So you. Yeah, and they'll they usually eat the whole persimmon. I mean, uh, the mockingbirds oh, yeah. just oh, yeah, they... on them, but the uh, woodpeckers eat the whole thing. And when the woodpeckers acting, I mean, there's pieces of stuff flying in every yeah. direction. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, you're the one. You're the one that had the BB gun, aren't you? Right. There you go. <laughs> but I don't want to sit out there all the time either, so <laughs> yeah, well, when I come done. in the house, well, they come zooming back uh, in there. So. Yeah, they're, they're hard, to, hard to get a shot at. Too. Yeah, everyone yeah. used to sit out there with their Irish whiskey and you know, uh. the <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and just wrap, wrap them with that... Uh, Cl- wrap them with a cloth. Or yeah, cut them in square. Cut it in squares. Experiment with and put it on uh, and put a clothespin on all four corners. Uh, okay. I got plenty of clothespins left One over. One clothespin, yeah. There you go. One clothespin. And then the, the then the squash. Yeah. I did not get not one squash this year. The boars got in there before I got any yeah. squash. They were they, they were bad this this spring. Yeah. I think. Well, they started out with the male. Uh, bloom first well by the time the females came in well it was too late then yeah yep you say you try that mexican squash one time uh my if, if you want i'll get you i'll get you some seed my son-in-law has that okay but i like you the yellow and the zucchini the best so i guess okay. I, I shouldn't be picky so well, they don't bother did, them in the yeah, fall it, so they, they were really they were really tasty this year weren't they oh yeah yeah. <laughs> I bet the Mexican squash tasted better than the the, the, the ones you didn't have. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So it's better, to, better uh, plant them in the fall? Yes, ma'am. In, uh, uh, Jerry's August. saying, yeah, I was thinking September 1, but Jerry's thinking August is better. Yeah. Okay. I might try that and see how that works out. Oh, it'll work because... Uh, the yeah. the vine the vine on that uh, tatuma is uh is solid like a like a uh-huh. cucumber vine yeah they're not as and, uh, soft as the, the others yeah the only time I've heard of squash vine borers bothering tatuma squash is when they actually lay the egg on the fruit itself uh-huh. and so you have a worm in the squash. Yeah. So you don't have to add bacon bits or anything for the <laughs> thank you for the and, recipe. And don't don't get it right in the direct path of the tatuma vine either. <laughs> they might cover you they, up. Huh? They grow fast. Yeah. Okay. Thank right. you guys. Thanks, Evelyn. You Good take care. Day. Thanks for calling. We gotta uh-huh. take a break. Thank you. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Wick, and this is nine thirty a.m. The answer.
Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And the theme of today's commercial is going to be color, color, color. We'll start off with some of the things that are on sale at Millburgers, including Vinca. The Cora series is on sale, and this is the series that you want. You want Cora. is on sale in the 4-inch pot for $0.98 cents each. Blue Plumbago is beautiful, full of color. And guess what? It's on sale for four eighty-eight in the number one container. This week at Millburgers, you'll find savings on the colorful Lantana. Mexican Bird of Paradise. Thoralis is on sale. Texas Lilac Vitex is on sale. The number three container, regularly $24.99, is just $18.88. One of my favorites, Lynn's Legacy and Silverado Sinisa on sale for just $19.88. And you can't help noticing all the crepe myrtles that are on sale. Beautiful, colorful crepe myrtles are on sale in the three and number five containers for just $18.88. At Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevard Road. And welcome back to Millburgers Garden in South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. 308-8867. Toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. I'm guessing Marty was a fan of uh, of uh, Fiddle and Frenchie Burke. So, yeah, he talked to Al and got him to find that one for him. So, good for you, Marty. All right, 210-308-8867 uh, was the number to call to be a part of the show. And we're back on the air. So, uh, you can give us a call and uh, tell us what's going on in your gardening world and how we can help you. Where did you end up finding the Tatuma? Do you remember? We, we Was that the one that, that Summer was uh, talking to you about, Calvin? Yep, Calvin's having a hard time. So that's just me. I'm on my own here. All right. Did you remember? Where did you find the Tatuma? Where did I find it? Yeah. Did, was, that a, remember, was that the one that you and Summer were talking about? Yeah. I, got a, I originally got mine a, a packet on the Internet. It was like... 89 cents or something, or maybe maybe it was a couple of bucks. Do we have them here? Uh, I bet we do. I haven't noticed it here lately. Okay. We'll have to We could uh, ask Mary. I had uh, some, uh, we gave Steve some, some old seed that I had from last year. Right. Or it was a couple of years old. Yeah. And he had, like, got 80% uh, germination. The bark? Uh, Who would you give it to? Uh, Steve. Drip Steve. Drip Steve. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... So he brought then he brought me some uh, plants that had germinated. Yeah. So it's yeah it's it's really easy to grow. It used to be distributed by a seed company here in town called Texas Seed Company. Uh huh. And uh, I think they were on the south side of town, but I think they were out of business. But they had uh, seed racks and Lord Phoenix for years. Oh yeah, but I think uh, that, but they had Tatuma. Yeah, and they had uh, that, uh, well, that nursery on the south side where I used to get my potatoes. Uh, always had the yeah. uh, Texas seed. So it's a, it's a like I, we've said before that it's a it's a Mexican squash. When you see uh, Calavazita re- mentioned in a recipe, Mexican recipe. That's that's tatuma. Yeah, that's not yellow or uh, we, zucchini. A lot of the re- recipes, if you're going to use it, 
to kind of uh, replace uh, crook neck or one of the summer squashes. They talk about using a tennis ball size. Uh, Drip, Drip Steve was talking about using, using <laughs> yeah, they're a football, small pumpkin. <laughs> yeah, football size and using it, uh, t- trying to use it like a uh, fall, uh, yeah, a winter, winter squash. squash. Yeah, and so yeah, they're versatile. They're uh, very productive, easy to grow for sure. Of course, you can do a pumpkin that way too. You can uh, eat it when it's small and use it as a squash. Mm-hmm. But uh, that doesn't help you with the squash vine borer. Uh, maybe you can do a well, a, a web search on Tatuma. All right, squash. Well, let me. I do want to make sure we don't have it here. I don't want to be. We don't have it here. Are you sure? Yeah. All right. All right, uh, we got Lisa on the line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hey, Lisa, how are you? Hi, I'm doing good. How about you guys? We're doing okay. I bet they got that squash seed in the, the flea market. <laughs> I've never bothered to ask. <laughs> okay. I don't grow vegetables, just... Unusual plant. Okay. Okay. So the questions no. I have today has to do. The first one was a Siam Soul ginger. Okay, gingers. It's what? What? what say that again. It's a Siam Soul ginger. Skyham, or is that what you're saying? Siam. Think Asian. Siam. S-I-A-M. Oh, oh, okay. Is it a, uh, it's a leafy crop? Uh, it's just a regular ginger, but a different kind, right? Yeah. It's got, it's, it's got the same type of leaf formation, but the flowering is really unusual, and this is like a neon pink, and in the leaf... In the center stem with the vein, it has is the same coloration as the flower. Huh. And it, it tells me full sun, six plus hours. It tells me it's a tropical. It gives me all the basics about watering and stuff. But it doesn't tell me whether it's a perennial or an annual. And it doesn't tell me if they're talking Texas sun or what. <laughs> no. They're not talk, talking Texas sun for ginger. Okay. Uh, that, that but uh, morning sun is all you can uh, deal with with gingers. Okay, will these will these spread? Do you know if they'll be? Yeah, most gingers spreading? clump. Most of them clump like that. Okay. You know, uh, and you divide the clump. Okay. Wait, where did you get the original plant? I got this one at a, at a box store. Is that right? Yep. And it, it, did they sell it as a tropical? Did it say tropical? Yeah. One? Uh-huh. It says tropical. Okay. It says cold hardiness, 40 to 30 Fahrenheit. Mature size, about 18 to 24 inches in width and in height. Yeah. You better, you better protect it in the winter. I'd, 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 if I were you, I'd grow it in a container. Yeah. Okay. That's so you could uh, protect it in the winter. Oh uh, yeah. 
But if it's a true, a if it's a true idea, topical. Yeah, I just didn't, you know, I didn't want to inhibit its, its growing pattern or hoping that it would produce more no, ginger, than what I bought. Ginger, gingers uh, grow pretty good in pots. Okay. They'll, they'll fill the pot up with their deals and uh, with their uh, roots, their tubers or whatever you call them. And uh, they're easier to easier to uh, divide if they've been grown in a pot. Okay. Okay. Great. Um, but I've thing- I've never I've never heard. There's only about two or three g- gingers that uh, that we use around here, and they're all they're all hardy, winter hardy. Mister Mister Moy Mister Moy had uh, some gingers that. Some very tall gingers, because he was a short guy. But I've got pictures of him standing by his his some of his ginger crosses that were twice as tall as he was. They're huge things. Right. And then, and then like I was talking about last week, uh, well, last week show, he had some dwarfs, but they wouldn't bloom for him. And I never could convince him that uh, I wanted to use the dwarfs as a, a ground cup. He never would give me any. <laughs> and unfortunately, I don't know what got into me, but I didn't go in there and get some for myself. <laughs> so we lost them. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Okay, what's the second plant? Second? Well, no, uh, Is that all you guys uh, have covered? Yeah. The, the other thing I wanted to deal with is product. And it's between the Dr. T's or the Nature's Creations Cedar Repel. Which is the most effective? I mean, I bought one and I put it out and I'm still getting mosquitoes. One is specifically directed towards mosquitoes, where the other one says it's like a broad spectrum for everything from mosquitoes to fleas to snakes to gnats to grub worms to everything. Does it have a light that attracts them and then uh, electrocutes them when they come in? <laughs> no. The Dr. Tease, I think, is a powder or a granule. It's one of those tubs that they sell there at Millburgers. And the cedar repelled by nature's creation is just the chopped up mulch cedar wood that you yeah. can either one you sprinkle out onto the lawn to prevent the mosquitoes. But like I said, the nature's creation says it does everything from snakes to mosquitoes <laughs> to fleas to gnats to, I mean, grub worms, you name it, it repels it. But the other one is specifically just label for mosquitoes. Yeah, are they working for you, or have you tried them yet? <laughs> I tried one of the products, and no, it isn't working for me. That's right. Guess what? <laughs> when you try the other product, what it's going to do? Not work for me. <laughs> there you go. Well, I don't get it because I bought it there at Millburgers, and these people have got to be able to trust these things before they put them on the market, don't they? Ha! <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, they uh, work for some people in certain instances. 
How about doing tests? But yeah, uh, well, and generally, they don't work. Yeah, for some, they they work in some lab situations or some native uh, nature situations, but. You always get suspicious, of course, when they make a broad claim of too many different insects or too many different environments. Uh, it's it's hard to accept that kind of uh, claim. Have you uh, tried citronella for mosquitoes? No. Huh? <laughs> no. You haven't? That works as well as the others. Yeah, yeah that no. works as well as the other thing. I, I think I'm you're, you're more hardcore about what I buy. You know, I figure if it has, the more chemicals, the more chances you have of success. Well, no. I've got no, all these cats in my yard now, and no, I can't but, avoid to hurt them. No. You you want uh, you want you want you want products that have uh, been proven in uh, lab tests and and uh, you know pretty clear picture of what they can accomplish uh, and I guess Jared, both Jerry and I get very suspicious of anything that makes a real broad, broad claim, especially mosquitoes which we're all familiar yeah, with Yeah, we, uh, yeah. you know uh, Spider-Man used to recommend uh, Greenlight had an organic product that go. had uh, thyme Herb. and rosemary oil, it smelled and good like, yeah, smelled like an Italian kitchen and it, it kind of worked <laughs> yeah, but I don't think it's on the market. Well, anymore. the other thing to do, Lisa, is go online and see reviews of it, and see what other people have. Because that's the nice thing about the internet is you can see reviews and people who uh, have used it for mosquitoes and what their experience has been. Of course, you don't. Right. Milton, I, I guess you don't want us to say, to be negative about all the uh, false claims on the internet. Yeah, and, that's uh, you, don't, you don't know whether the people who are writing the reviews are paid by the company who's putting out the product. Well, yeah, I mean, then I don't, I don't know where you are, other than just asking Millburgers, kind of, hey, what have your customers told you about this and how well it works? Yeah, okay. And just by the way, I, I didn't catch it when you guys were talking with Trace this morning or earlier on in the show about the line that's growing that has a variegated one that has a purple bloom. Yeah. Do you remember that? Do you, do, you, do you know what size container that's growing in and what the name of the plant is? Oh, that was the variegated uh, Bush Morning Glory, wasn't it? The trace had. No. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, it was a vine? Oh. It was, it a, was vine a vine, yeah. Purple bloom. Purple bloom. I don't know if you ever called the name of it. I don't remember either. We'll have to was that the one? Was that the one where we found... Uh, we hollered for Roger and or, or no, 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 no. This was he was talking about the Bush Morning Glory at the same time. Yeah, I think oh, he was okay. talking about a Morning Glory, but he said but it had a great big, big leaf on it. Yeah, it had the big leaf and the and it must be a tropical Morning yeah, he Glory. He said it was at the entrance. I think at the at the entrance of the of the shop, and that it was it had a right. bloom. And he was talking yeah. about how big it was, but you couldn't see it because he was holding his hands up, but it was radio, and <laughs> it was variegated. Yeah, we'll have to ask him. Well, he's he's running around. Okay. We'll see if we can catch him before the show ends. All right, I appreciate it. Thank All you, right. Colin. We'll Bye, take a break Lisa. and uh, be back so in a moment. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 a.m. The Answer. 
Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And the theme of today's commercial is going to be color, color, color. We'll start off with some of the things that are on sale at Millburgers, including Vinca. The Cora series is on sale, and this is the series that you want. You want Cora is on sale in the four-inch pot for 98 cents each. Blue Plumbago is beautiful, full of color. And guess what? It's on sale for four eighty-eight in the number one container. This week at Millburgers, you'll find savings on the colorful Lantana, Mexican Bird of Paradise, Thoralis is on sale, Texas Lilac Vitex is on sale, the number three container, regularly $24.99, is just $18.88. One of my favorites, Lynn's Legacy and Silverado Sinisa on sale for just $19.88. And you can't help noticing all the crepe myrtles that are on sale. Beautiful, colorful crepe myrtles are on sale in the three and number five containers for just $18.88. At Millburgers Landscape Nursery. 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Finishing up our Music from Fiddle and Frenchie Burke, no particular reason, just because it seemed like good music for a, for a day to kind of lift your spirits. <laughs> is, that, is that off his album? Is yeah. That album? That's uh, his Orange Blossom special. Yeah, yeah. I reckon and he won a, uh, I think he won a Grammy for his uh, Cotton Eye Joe, uh, which we is heard earlier. Right? Yeah. Hey, Vicky's on the line. I think she's going to help answer Lisa's question on the uh, plant. Uh, 210-308-8867. Hi, Vicki. What's going on? I heard you talking earlier about a plant that does really well in the shade. It's a ground cover of some kind. And you mentioned the name as soon as you started talking about it, but then didn't mention it again. And I was wondering what that plant was. Inland Sea Oats? How do you spell that? Inland is I-N. Right. And then L-A-N-D. <laughs> and then C, S E A, okay, oats, O A T E O O T S. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have a very shady area, and I'm looking for something, and thought I would yeah, check that, this out. That, that does well with. Uh, I mean, it grows the entire season, and the deer won't eat it, and. Uh, Got to have that deer won't eat it in my yard. Yeah. <laughs> and in the, in the fall, it it makes little heads like like oats. Oh, okay. And uh, I, I've often had uh, Forrest Appleton collect me some seed because it has an abundance of seed. And well, I, then it... I, don't, I don't think it's become invasive. In other words, it it doesn't seem to spread out of his bed. Yeah, it, uh, the one the one thing about it is not it's not as disciplined as something like uh, uh, monkey grass or oh yeah yeah or lariope. It's like mm-hmm. oats. Yeah, like it grows like oats. But I've, I've I've seen it used really effectively. Sometimes even on a where there's a little slope, you know, on the lip of the lip of that uh, yeah. area under the trees yeah. there, and then then there is another shade loving plant uh, that is in front of it so 
Yeah, it's a, it's a good it's a good one to keep keep in mind if you got shady. Oh yeah, landscape. And I was surprised. I didn't know they sold it here, but I saw it. Like you said, oh. it was in the oh in the saws. Mm-hmm. Bed or yeah. uh, group and, and of the, plants the, that they recommend. The coupon uh, yeah. setting there. Okay, well, thank you so much for the information. Y'all have a good week. Uh, thank, thank you. you. Bye bye. We're going to wrap up probably with Sylvia at 210 308 8867. What's going on, Sylvia? Welcome to the show. Oh, hi, Milton. I uh, just hi. want to tell Jerry uh, the fire bush did come back. Remember you told me? It'll come back. It's kind of little, but at least it did come back. You know, I almost get almost get up on it. You know. Oh, good. What what what, what was it? Firebush. So, oh, firebush. Fire yeah, remember I had it in an area. It didn't have too much right. sun, so I moved it somewhere right. else. And then I moved it again. Really, I moved it three times, but yeah, it came. It's little, but it's uh, it, it's it's green. You know, and and it looks looks healthy. You know? <laughs> How tall is it? <laughs> Um, it's a, about about an inch, an inch tall. An inch but, but tall. An inch. Well, I moved it three times to one area. I didn't like <laughs> it because some dogs were uh, sitting on it, so I had to move it somewhere else. Yeah. And yeah. I did get a, I did get a one gallon that's right next to it. Now that one is about three three feet tall, and yeah, it, right. it's blooming. That one that's the one gallon. That one is blooming. So maybe next year. The one that moved, hopefully it'll bloom. Because it bloomed one time. It was about five or six feet tall, the one that I oh, moved. Oh, yeah, now. yeah. Well, the the first first year that you plant a firebush, uh, mm-hmm. it gets uh, ten, eight, 10 to 12 inches high. Uh-huh. Uh, in fact, when we first put it on the market, I was going to claim that it could be used as a... Uh, ground cover, kind of a ground cover, but oh. uh, then after it gets established, give it uh-huh. a couple of years, and then it's right. like you say, six or seven feet tall. I always, oh. I always uh, get impa- impatient with it when I hit it in shrub border because it, you know, it was so slow in the spring. Yeah, and then you right. start planting things around it and letting things grow, and then suddenly. <laughs> this fire bush is great. It puts on that six foot of growth that yeah. you're talking about. That's, that scared us to death the first many, time we put it on the market. I don't have too many butterflies. I do have the Mexican bird paradise, a huge, huge one. I mean, gigantic. But I have a lot of bees and bumblebees, but part, maybe one or two butterflies. You know, I, I don't, I don't know why. You know. Now the, the butterflies should be coming in bigger numbers now. Yeah, uh, July they they generally do. Uh, I not, a few, uh, a few hummingbirds though. I did have about three hummingbirds so you know, and I have some sporanzas also. So I mean, even though I don't have a lot of butterflies, so yeah. So okay, sounds good. Thank you for calling. Friday. Friday. Bye, Sylvia. Hey, Al's going to end the show with a Cotton Eye Joe from Fiddle and Friendship. That's nice. All right, then we'll say goodbye for today and let you enjoy the music as we uh, part. Thanks to the docs. Thanks to Al for doing a great job. Thanks to you for listening. I'm Milton Glick. We'll see you next week on Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on the 4th of July on 930 AM, The Answer.